episode seven of the Marketing Cranks. I am um, joined as always by my colleague and awesome guy, Brian Hansford. Hi, Brian. Robert, how in the hell are you? Uh, busy, Brian. As I'm looking at the, the timing of when episode six came out, that was um, more or less uh, two months ago. So our weekly intervals have begun to get longer and, and uh, few and further between, but we're tr- we'll still staying after it and um, obviously staying busy. So great to connect today. We're doing today's episode actually via um, a phone call, not in person. So we're stretching our technology limits here a little bit, the marketing cranks and, and trying to be worldwide. We We are truly living the internet of podcast things here. I mean, we've got microphones, uh, ringer, and, you know, all kinds of applications and cool tools just, you know, connecting the whole, the whole world here. So it's pretty cool stuff. Yeah, we are indeed. And as Ryan mentioned, this is, uh, we're, we're using our first uh, session with ringer, R-I-N-G-R, uh, which I was referred to by another podcaster as a great tool. So, so far, so good. And uh, hopefully it'll all work out. So moving right along here, as Brian and I were catching up a little bit and trying to figure out what uh, we should talk about today. Um, lots and lots going on. We've been busy in lots of different directions. I've been continuing to work through the sales development process. We finished a great workshop on that. Brian's been full force and fury after uh, marketing performance management and some of the details in around that, plus a lot of great client work. And uh, what we landed on, which we think would be pretty valuable for today's topic, um, is one that I've seen in every project I've been in, and even as an operator, which is trying to have, uh, just trying to create attribution for the content we create uh, to the revenue and our pipelines that we build. Is that a fair yes. characterization, Brian? Yes, absolutely. And I don't know how many times I've heard people ask for or uh, claim they know the answer to how to measure the ROI of content marketing. And then usually it, I don't know, kind of spurs off into some touchy feely, you know, content is king crap, you know, that makes, <laughs> that makes me cranky. Yeah. Right. Yeah, so right. it's yeah, me too. Yeah. Right? Everyone, everyone, we all know we need to do this. And sometimes what happens is the content just, there's this engine of content creation that happens and it's like, well, is it working or is it not working? And, you know, I, I initially started sort of sniffing around through Google analytics as a place to justify it. And you can go and you can sort of see, you know, where, uh, your referral traffic is coming from. So that's always a good indication. Or you can see where people are spending time on your site. So that's a good indication of sort of the role that maybe content fills within the sort of broader sort of sales pipeline and funnel building. But it is by far me or by no means uh, direct attribution or, or, or sort of measurable in that specificity that uh, that I think we're on to here. That's right. I, so all of those signals are very important. So you can definitely measure and identify where users or visitors come to your website and the paths that they take. And, um, you know, you can certainly measure content based on how well certain programs or campaigns are doing. But uh, what I've been working on with our NPM services lately is really just, you know, trying to come up with a good model that companies could work from uh, using some of the standard tools that they have and maybe, you know, looking at acquiring new tools that can truly help them measure the attribution performance of their content assets. And one of the beautiful things about the team here and everything that we do at Heinz Marketing is we have a, we, we have a fantastic uh, 
set of tools that we use and we produce some phenomenal content, even if I do say so myself. And <laughs> we've clearly, you know, have, I, clearly, we have accelerated that in the last many months here with the addition of uh, marketing cranks. And uh, obviously, our, our strategy is also to take over other things like Sales Pipeline Radio, where we have hosted a cranks as well, even though Matt does that on a weekly basis. Yeah, you know, let's let, let's give credit where it's due. Matt, you know, he started this business built on producing fantastic content and that has been the foundation of the business. That is that is what helps drive the business is the content that we produce and and you know, how Matt in particular shares that out in the marketplace and then just what we do, you know, as a team producing our own content with our own workshops or blogs. Um, assets, guides, reports, all of those great tools um, that, that we share. So, okay, you know, we have this fantastic library, this, this awesome, incredible body of work. How can we actually measure what this does for the business? So um, I have been working with um, our tools. So our primary technology stack is uh, Marketo for marketing automation, and then our system of record is Salesforce. And we also use a tool um, for attribution uh, performance measurement, which is called Visible. Um, and what I've done working with Visible is actually create four specific content attribution reports that can show um, four, four things. First off, uh, what is the very first content touch that is attributable and measurable? So. Um, what, what is that very first touch and what are the content assets that drive the, the most uh, initial touches? Now, we define a first touch as somebody that is not identified. So it's an anonymous, it's an anonymous uh, touch. So that could mean somebody comes to our website and just visits the blog or they could, um, uh, one popular page on our site is actually who we are, uh, amazingly mm -hmm. enough. Mm -hmm. no, um, it's always a, people underestimate the role and the power of the who we are or about us page. Absolutely. You know, and, and when you work with a company, you want to see who the people are that you're going to work with, right? Exactly. So you, you always want to put a face on uh, who the people are that you're go going to engage with. So, um so look at the very first touch, which is an anonymous touch, and then the lead creation touch. What is the asset or what are the assets that drive the most uh, lead creation um, transactions or conversions for us? Now, so what you'll notice here, Robert, is we're kind of following a pattern. So there's the first touch and then there's lead creation. Right. And coming up next is, what do you know, opportunity. So <laughs> it's almost like uh, you're walk it's almost like you're walking us through the funnel. Are you yeah, it's yeah, it's kind of walking through the funnel where there's this full funnel marketing um methodology that that we try to live here. And um so granted if you're looking at the serious decisions, new engagement waterfall model, you're going to have 500 steps, uh, everything in between. But I wanted to focus very simply on four steps. So the first touch lead creation and then what drives the opportunity creation. Mm -hmm. And that there could be any number of content assets that are involved there. What are the leading content assets that um, 
that drive or, or compel that opportunity creation. And then the last report I um, developed is what are all of the assets associated with specific opportunities? So essentially what we're doing is we're bringing all of the asset touches together for a specific opportunity, showing how we can have all kinds of different touches involved. Um, <clears throat> so that's, now, really, that's really interesting, right? That's, that's essentially this sort of nirvana state or this desired state of, of buyer journey mapping. You're able to sort of pull together uh, one, this sort of snapshot, there's sort of the get their attention, right? And then there's, you know, get them engaged, which is the lead conversion. And there's sort of get them on rails, which is a phrase I use when stuff is sort of tracking in the pipeline. So that's touch. That's the, that's the third report. And then there's this sort of fourth, which is here's all the stuff that contributed to influenced or unfolded as somebody became from sort of, you know, anonymous to prospect to customer. And that's uh, exactly right. Yeah, I think that's awesome. And, and to your point, right, there's so much out there around measurement and what we can track and whatever that that just coalescing around those four things uh, would go a huge distance, right, to close the gap between whether we actually are seeing value out of the content we're creating or not. And there's everybody, I think, believes that the content is working um, but it's back to sort of having sort of the dashboard or having the scorecard that shows us that these efforts and these these activities are and uh, what pieces of content uh, are actually contributing. So stuff that That's may right. make may, uh, you know, create internally. Um, at, a, at a significantly lower cost than something that's done externally or we do a sponsored campaign with someone. I think that that, that granularity is just absent in most companies. And it certainly sounds like that would help that. Well, just digging into our own reports here and our own content performance has been very enlightening. Uh, and there's a number of things that have come to the surface with this. Number one, it doesn't have to be a white paper. We, uh, our blog, you know, we publish content daily to the blog, and then we have other channel outlets like the Marketing Cranks podcast here, mm -hmm. and then Matt's um, Sales Pipeline Radio. Uh, we do tons of events, webinars. We have assets on the website, et cetera, et cetera. So there's all kinds of assets. And one of the interesting things that has emerged is – we have some assets that are truly what I think marketers like to call evergreen. There are a few blog posts that we have in particular that have been performing for well over three years in both wow. the first touch and the content or the lead creation touch. Um, so that has been very enlightening just to learn from that. And then um, one of the other beautiful things that we've been able to do with visible and pulling these reports is um, we we have uh, developed what or we're using what's called a full path attribution model which tracks all of the touch points from first touch to um, the sale uh, and you have a percentage weighting on each one of those touches relative to the opportunity value and uh, the the closed sale. And that's where it gets really exciting because now we're starting to see what the numbers are, right? Mm -hmm. So it's not just the metrics of these are the, you know, people are downloading these assets the most or whatever, but we're able to weave the entire picture together, showing, clearly showing where 
our content has a direct impact on our overall revenue performance here at the business. So, uh, you know, what I get excited about is this is what this is what I'm helping clients with. But then I can also show. All right, I'm not just up here, you know, drawing on a whiteboard or whiteboard or, or doing spreadsheets or anything. This is actually how it's how we're doing it here internally. I mean, we're we're living the experiment here. Yeah, so right, right. We're, we're uh, sort of our, we're our own best client sometimes, right? Of practicing yeah. what we preach, and and certainly, and to your point, I think, you know, um, hopefully Matt listens to this episode and and understands we're sort of singing his praises. But I think he's a good example of someone who's been very methodical, patient, and diligent in terms of content creation. Absolutely. Right? In terms of yes. starting as a, a guy with a blog eight years ago, right, and sort of you know going to where we are now, and I think that 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 that's that's sort of the case that we normally present, or I normally present, is that if you're not doing content, you're already behind. And then that's right. Next question of well, what is it really doing, and what is it really adding value around? What's interesting about the point you made of you know there's a couple pieces that even at here at Heinz that have um, continued to yield for us. A lot of companies don't have in sort of their muscle memory this this kind of notion of of recycle and reuse. You know, and that they'll 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 create something and then they'll sort of ship it or launch it or use it, um, and then never revisit it. And there's, there's always this sort of a fascinating place to go dig in and see, again, even from just looking at traffic, right, that a, that a post that was written three years ago could actually still be yielding the way it is. And what it sounds like we can do here is actually not just sort of see it from a traffic standpoint, but we can actually see its contribution, right, to actually, you know, in, you know engaging with you know, prospects, getting them to convert to leads, getting them to create, turn into opportunities and sort of understanding where that fits in the overall buying journey. So very cool. Absolutely. Yeah. It, so in fact, this year there, just in terms of repurposing content, um, I, I repurposed one of our marketing technology guides. Um, we had a couple that were, they were dated, you know, and, but there was still some relevant content there, but I had to add some new pieces in that were more relevant to what's going on in the marketplace. I didn't have to throw everything away. Um, I just updated some pieces and now we have a new asset and lo and behold, it's one of the top performing assets that we have for mm -hmm. um, the, the first half of the year. And you're going to love this one. So we have a blog post from 2013 that is the second leading first touch asset for us at Heinz Marketing. Okay. So 2013. Now, Matt, if, if Matt was here, he'd probably know what it is, but I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to, I would imagine you'll probably get to it eventually, but um, I want to see if you might be able to piece that together and see what, see what the, this blog post is that it's incredibly popular and it's been producing ever since it was published. So, uh, and it has something to do with sales. <laughs> Is this is the uh, and I'm gonna I, I, I'm gonna cheat a little bit here because I think we you know I maybe talked about this. Is this the one on the Challenger sale? This is the one on the Challenger sale, yeah. and it's the blog post that Matt wrote in 2013, and it is the Challenger sale in less than 10 minutes. Right. Um, we have that that blog post alone in um, uh, just in the first half of the year has created 43 new leads for us and it is responsible for 51st or 54 first touch leads um, whereas you know the number one overall content channel is the blog mm -hmm. now some people may be saying well wait, wait a minute that's the you know the blog that's not a 
that's not a specific asset. Well, yeah, it is. And it's yeah. attributable. And if that's the first place that people come to, to engage with Heinz Marketing, that counts. All right. Oh, yeah, and, absolutely. It does, and, you know. And, and what's what's really interesting about it is just a quick aside, you know, and I and I certainly counsel uh, clients on this and, and, and advise this, which is, you know, as a company, you don't have to create your own sort of, you know, new things. Like if you're if you're selling in a space, and in our case, we talk about sales and marketing. And so the challenger sales a concept that's been around for a while. This was just essentially, you know, Matt's or our commentary on it. Right. And so I, I, I encourage companies all the time to, you know, certainly have a defined point of view, but don't feel like you have to sort of create, you know, poets or uh, worthy, you know, original copy all the time. It's okay to grab a hold of something that's happening in the industry or something else topical and, and, and provide your two cents on it because it's, right. relevant, it's relevant to who you are. And in this case, Right. This is people that, that are you know interested in that topic uh, or interested in what it has to yield. Obviously, you don't want to spend the entire time of, of going through the exercise of reading the book. And so they're looking for the, the sort of the Cliff Notes version. Brilliant. That's right. Right. So how many other places could that possibly be applied across how many different types of companies where there's some sort of, you know, go to resource uh, that everybody is aware of? And you're just sort of adding your own particular spin or package to it. So I think there's a really great lesson. Uh, in that and, and, and not just that we think it's cool, but like what you've done is you've gone through it and you've quantified it and you, That's know, right. what, you know what its contribution is. Well, and the other thing, too, is these all of these assets, at least at this stage in the reporting, they are not limited to first touch or lead creation. They also influence opportunities. Um, they uh, can influence um, customer relationships uh, after the sale. So and and. Much of that can be quantified simply because the way we have our system or our content set up is uh, that's attributable uh, for the most part. You know, there there are some exceptions where it's hard to track that, but where we can, um, you know, it each one of these content pieces they touch or they are uh, engaged with at all stages of the buyer's journey. Mm -hmm. um, it's not just, okay, you know what? I need to learn about B2B marketing. So I'm going to come to the Heinz marketing blog. No, that's not always the case. You know, you, we, we could have a relationship with somebody for three years, um, that, uh, all of a sudden, you know, maybe their first touch and maybe they've had, they've had a lead creation step with some assets that they've downloaded, but then three years later, they turn into an opportunity. Um, and we, you know, be, a huge portion of that is simply because of the content and ideas and thoughts that we're producing. And it's uh, we're, we're able to quantify and measure that. And I think that's right. really exciting. Yeah, no doubt. Right. So it's it's like it's worth it. And it's, oh, one of those it's, totally worth it. it's and, not just know, a, it's not just a leap of faith. It's you know, we we all preach this and we know this. And um, but again, I just think that's such a fabulous example and it's not a sort of opinion of what we think resonates or not. It's actually, okay, let's go and actually look at the, the behaviors that we track, right. And then the, and the metrics that are sort of, you know, generating off of this stuff. And then we can inform ourselves, uh, going forward because all of a sudden we, we are essentially are getting a feel for what our target audience is interested in. And then yep. that can, then that can inform our, our, our plan. 
right? Our editorial calendar, what we want to talk about, how we want to talk about it, right? There's all sorts of levels of, of sort of granularity you can get into here. So we're not just sort of, you know, sitting around a room, um, you know, and trying to figure out what we're going to write on the blog this month. It can be a very data-driven approach, which which I have not seen that um, in, in any company, I don't believe, uh, beyond just sort of trying to get a, a feel for what Google Analytics is telling us. That's right. And, you know, Google Analytics, I think it can tell an interesting picture and it kind of gets us, you know, 20% down the path and potentially it can help with, you know, discoverability of content and where people are coming in and how much time they're spending with the content. But, you know, it, it doesn't, it doesn't really dive into the, the meat of the funnel on where people are engaged and what they're doing. And, um, and then when we get sales involved and sales processes involved, what impact does that have on the overall revenue? I mean, Google Analytics, uh, yeah, they're, Google probably very strenuously disagree with me on this, but I, I will, um, they, they can't measure that attribution path in terms of what the impact is to revenue. Yeah, not, um, in, this, not, not in this way, right? And this not is, in this way, no. I'm taking some notes as we go through this, right? It's almost like, and you, I guess you have, you have created a content attribution framework. Yeah. So, and, and Robert, so here's some things that are exciting here. I'm going to jump to the, the next report. So the number of assets uh, that have opportunities associated with them. And so number one on the list, number one is sales enablement, best practices. In fact, um, I think the sales enablement best practices guide that we have is one of the more popular assets that, uh, that we've produced that um, it's getting a, a ton of activity, a ton of engagement. Uh, it was last year, end of last year, and definitely this year. Um, but there are five specific opportunities that we have. I won't give the exact dollar amounts, um, but uh, let me just say it's in the, the – the number of opportunities that that specific asset is uh, attributable to um, has uh, an influence of over six figures. So yeah. that is not that is not saying that that asset drove six figure six figures worth of business for us or is influencing that in and of itself. But it is a huge component of that amount of revenue. So, in fact, when we look at the opportunities, that's the number one asset um, in all of with the number one asset uh, with the most, the highest revenue opportunities. Mm -hmm. um, and then we have some others that are very interesting. You know, the, the MarTech landscape that um, we produced two of these that follow on from Scott Brinker's um, Chief MarTech uh, landscape, uh, marketing technology yeah, yep. landscape that he puts out every year. And in 2015, we produced a directory that was just a listing of all of the companies from the landscape. And we did this with um, Scott's Blessing. And um, so we produced one in 2015. We updated that again from the 2016 landscape. We're still getting a huge number of downloads uh, from that. So that's just you know, it's very simply a directory, and that um, that asset is has a number of opportunities that it's influencing as well. Um, the Who We Are webpage, um, just simply because that's a first touch for us. The blog, 
um, several of our books, Social Selling, Full Funnel Marketing book that, that Matt produced. What's really um, interesting about what you're talking about, just to totally interrupt you here, is that so you, you talk about the number of downloads, which I would argue that probably every company out there can track that number, right? Everybody knows how many downloads they have for whatever collateral piece. But the second part of that, which is how many then opportunities did that piece influence, create, contribute to, is a blind spot in every organization. That's right. exactly but, right. You, but it's actually can, the more important question, right? Right. That's exactly right. Because you can see, okay, you know what, we, um, uh, let's have our, our monthly business review or quarterly business review or annual business review. So we had these, these assets, you know, this asset was downloaded 500 times. This asset, asset was downloaded um, 200 times. We had 5,000 views on these YouTube videos and, you know, this webinar was attended by 250 people and blah, 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 all of these numbers. Okay. The next number, uh, you know, what I want to know is, okay, great. What sort of influences that have on our business? And 99% of the time, all of my B2B marketing friends and colleagues out there, they cannot answer that question unless they have the right tools and information that can point to what is going on there so that they can forensically dig into and actually very easily dig into what's going on. Mm -hmm. um, so it's just, you know, and it's it, it, it takes that level of thinking that to the next level where you're getting out of that activity-based vanity metric crap and you're really starting to drill into what's the impact to the business here and yeah, you're not just, you're hoping, you're not just hoping because you know you should do it you're actually measuring whether it actually is doing and where it is doing it and as you, you know you're mentioning these pieces we have at Heinz I mean there this isn't that we have three pieces again back to the sort of the content machine that's been created over the many years there's a lot of other things out there right oh, these yeah. just happen to be the ones that are the most you know beneficial and the most productive for us and that's yeah, information that we didn't know until we went through this process that's right. And these are just these are just some of the, you know, the assets that I've listed just just for discussion here. Um, hell, we even have um, Matt's award winning bacon recipe that <laughs> is, <clears throat> excuse me, um, it, it, it has been attributable for some first touch engagement for us. Mm -hmm. And listen, we're not a we're, we're not a butcher shop. We're we're not in the charcuterie business, even though we've talked about it uh, just for fun. But it, listen, that's that, that's just one of those things where it's like, okay, you know what? There's some really cool things going on here. Matt, he's into these really cool things with meat, and everybody else likes some good food here. So we have this up. It's not anything related to demand generation or sales performance or anything else, but. People find that interesting. They find that they, they want to engage with that. So that's, that's just another lesson there. And you can actually put some performance numbers around that. Fascinating. Fascinating discussion. Well, great. Well, I'm uh, certainly not trying to shortchange our time here. This has been a ridiculously awesome and fascinating discussion. So really cool work. So just, just to recap a little bit of the, the, four, the four views or four reports or four measures that you kind of walked us through here, what are those? Yeah. So again, what, what I'm using is data that visible, uh, can pull from Salesforce that we are capturing with, with attribution points or, um, or what visible calls attribution touch points and the touch points that we're measuring specific to content performance are, uh, first touch, which could be an anonymous touch. 
lead creation when a contact actually uh, identifies or becomes identifiable as a individual with a name, email, company name, um, and then opportunity creation. What what are what's the content asset or the leading content asset that drives the actual creation of opportunities? And then lastly, what are the number of assets or the listings of of, of all assets for each opportunity? So that for different types of opportunities for the different types of services that we offer, we can actually see the different assets that uh, helped influence those opportunities. And we have, we have some attribution percentage weightings on each one of those so that we can put dollar values on those. It's very interesting. It's very exciting. And yeah, um, no, no, you know, it's, it's like every, every company should have this. Oh, absolutely. I, you know, it, it's uh, again, every year, especially when you start getting into the big, the big popular trade shows, you know, how do we measure the performance of our content marketing or how do we measure content marketing ROI. Um, and, you know, you get these very well-known people on stages and, and whatnot that um, they can talk about some things, but I haven't seen any of them talk about how we can actually point the, the revenue influence and performance of this content to the overall opportunity value. So, um, yeah, this is exciting. And, um, you know, and, and honestly, I don't think companies like Visible and, and other companies are, are promoting this or touting this strongly enough because I think this would improve this story. So yeah, no, anyway, no. you know, it's, it's exciting stuff. I'm kind of geeking out on it. No, it's awesome. It's like all sorts of different insights. So very cool. Well, so tell me, Brian, how, how do people learn more about this and how do they reach you? Well, okay, so there's a few things. So number one, uh, we have just produced our first, um, and it's brand new, hot off the press, marketing performance management report. Uh, we surveyed over 250 B2B marketing and, marketing and sales professionals, and we have some very interesting data points with interpretation and, and analysis behind those data points. You can download that from our website. Um, go to the resources section on the HeinzMarketing.com website. So that's number one. Number two, um, I am actually running a marketing performance management workshop for two days in September, September 12th and 13th, and we'll have registration for that coming up. Great. Um, and then next week, May not have enough time for people in this, but we're actually doing a content marketing workshop next week, and I'm actually presenting um, content attribution models as a part of that content marketing workshop. And uh, we run the content marketing workshop several times a year, so that's something else to look forward to. And you know what? If you want to talk to me one-on-one -on -one and just you know talk through ideas and whatnot or just see how I'm doing this, give me a shout. Happy to talk about it. Yeah, awesome. So lots of different ways to do that. Thanks so much for the time. Um, always Good to a talk with you. Yeah. yeah, we're going to do our best to do these a little more routinely, but we know everybody's busy like we are. So hopefully the, this will be a good condensed snapshot of how to, to understand a little more around content performance and content attribution to pipeline. I think it's fascinating and awesome. So with that, uh, Brian, unless you've got anything else, we can oh. episode seven here of the Marketing Cranks. Yeah, thanks, everybody. Good to talk with you, Robert, and we will connect with you again next time. Sounds good. Thanks, everyone. Mm -hmm.